You are listening to episode number 45 of That's a Shame. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome back to the Is It a Show? I guess it's a show if you watch it on the tubes. It's a podcast if you listen in strictly audio. And um, I guess it's probably a podcast no matter which way you listen to. In order for it to be a show, there would need to be a little bit more production value that goes into this thing. Although for one person to be handling all of this, you know, um, it feels like there's a solid amount of production value. But if you were to really hire a crew of people that were to work on a TV show and their only job was to do what this podcast entails, um, you really wouldn't need most of those people. So welcome back to the podcast. It's the 45th time I'm doing this goddamn thing. And um, I'm happy to be doing it for a 45th time for my East Village apartment, which I'm really excited about and I'm loving. And uh, do feel like I'm paying forward a bit. Living here in the West Village has been such a good thing, a thing I've wanted for years that I feel like I'm paying for it in some other areas of my life. I've been in go, I've been booked on some pretty shitty shows. Crowds have been shitty. Um, so I feel like I'm paying for it in that aspect. I also feel like um, a couple of other things, you know, a package got lost. Uh, the door downstairs isn't working, so a package couldn't get in. The buzzer wasn't working. And the electrician, doesn't it always work like this? The fucking buzzer's not working. So... We called the building, you know, manager or whatever. They called their house electrician. He comes over to fix it. He buzzes and I buzz him up to show him basically that it doesn't work. Guess what? It works. Comes upstairs. You know, I explained to him what's been going on, how we've been buzzing it. But our friends and other people seem to not be able to get in. And I've tried it. Doesn't work. Didn't work. Couldn't get in from the buzz. But of course, it worked for the electrician. And then uh, he came up here and then he just left because, you know, I couldn't prove to him that it wasn't working. And then, uh, you know, as soon as I went to use it again, didn't work. So what's that about? Why do you do that, God? Why do you do that? I moved to the West Village and you're like, things are getting too good for him. He got Andrew Santino's number about a month ago. He crushed in front of 300 people on the same show Tom Segura was on. Tom Segura DM'd him about a sketch that he really enjoyed. And uh, now I'm going to make the buzzer work for the electrician and not anybody else. So that when the electrician comes to fix it, he leaves without fixing it because he thinks we were fucking lying. So that's uh, what my, the gist of my life, the energy, the vibe, the, I don't know, the equilibrium, the balance, the, I got to improve my vocabulary and then this, this podcast will really, really hit another fucking level. That could be the difference. That could be the difference between my inexorable march of this podcast becoming a top podcast on the iTunes charge, charts. The difference is me knowing words, more words like inexorable. Me knowing more words like, I remember I used to know the first big word I ever knew was endoplasmic reticulum and it was just because I learned it in a biology class, you know, because I was reading a textbook and the teacher taught it to me and I was like, that's a fun word to say. I'm going to remember what it means so that, you know, when people, I could just say it. I could just be a dick about it because I know it. And I would just go up to people and be like, yeah, well, I bet you don't know what, en what endoplasmic reticulum means. And uh, and I would uh, embarrass them and tell them, tell them exactly what it meant. But, you know, it wasn't even useless. It wasn't even useful uh, a thing for me to do because 
I don't know what it is anymore. It's something to do with endoplasmic reticulum. I want to say it's something, it's where the mitochondria are and they do work in the body. Let's check it out. What fucking... What was the definition of a spewing of people? A network of membranous tubules within within the cytoplasm of a... Uh, boy, I really... I mean, I embarrassed a bunch of people with this word and I can't even pronounce words within the definition of this thing anymore. A network of membranous tubules within the cytoplasm of a eukaryotic, a carotid cell continuous with the nuclear membrane. It usually has ribosomes attached and is involved in protein and lipid synthesis. So no mention of mitochondria, uh, but there's ribosomes and cytoplasm and a nuclear membrane. Interesting. I know, I remember nuclear membranes. I remember cytoplasms. I remember ribosomes. I remember all those words. I don't remember what any of them are, but I remember the words. And maybe that counts for something. Maybe I'm not. That's the difference between being full retarded and half retarded. If I was full tarded, I'm not, I'm just reading this and not remembering any of it, but I remember the words, but not the definition. So I'm not, not retarded. Um, the nuclear membrane, man. Nuclear, we know, is like the center of everything. The center of something. The nucleus. The nuclear. Yeah, so it could be two different things. Actually, I'm going to get away from this fucking side of things because it's embarrassing. Uh, 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 uh. All right, so I, uh, I tried to do... I went on a bike ride for the first time in a while. I used to be a big bike ride guy before the pandemic and before I had a girlfriend who didn't pay for me to live in the West Village so I can walk to gigs. I used to have to ride a bike um, often to work, two gigs, over bridges. It was, you know, I enjoyed it, but it was hell sometimes. I weighed 108 pounds because I was, you know, I didn't have enough money to eat and I was also burning 9,000 calories a day. I was going over the Williamsburg Bridge I'm not even kidding, six times a day. So I remember, um, so I did that. I did that recently. I wanted to go to the gym. Went to the gym for the first time in a long time. Um, and boy, did I miss it. I had one of the best workouts I've had in a while. And I thought because I accumulated enough gear during the pandemic to work out at home that I was like, didn't need a gym anymore. But you, you get better workouts there. And you know what it is and why it is? It's because... Working out at home alone in front of nobody, it's easy to slack off. It's easy to lose drive. For me, I guess I'm a weak-willed person. Huh? But when I'm at the gym, I'm an egomaniac. I guess maybe a little bit of a narcissist is what I'm realizing about myself as I break this down to ya. But when I'm at the gym, I'm more motivated to go hard and do more things and kind of show off a little bit. I hate to use that word, but I feel like I guess I was doing it because you got other people around and you don't want to work out you know, like a bitch in front of other people because, you know, my ego makes me feel like they're staring at me while I'm working out. And they probably don't even know I'm fucking there. They probably don't even see me. I'm fucking 5'5". Five five. And, uh, but in my eyes, they're looking right at me because I'm doing cool shit. I got my calisthenics skills that they don't have. So I was banging out my muscle-ups. I was doing my handstands, some handstand push-ups. And also, it's not even about other people. What What is it really about? You guys know where I'm going with this. What is it about? Do You, you know what it's about. When you're at the gym, I, for the ladies, it's going to be different. For, but for the guys who listen to the That's a Shame podcast, it's the equivalent of a pre-workout. When a chick walks in, doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter if you if you view her as a hot chick. If a chick comes in, 
If a chick comes in and she's, you know, got her second layer of skin on, which is what I call workout gear. Isn't that crazy that the workout gear that exists right now, yoga pants and, and these sport bras is literally girls are just walking around in like neon green second layers of skin. That's all it is. It's not close. It's not close. Somebody made um, synthetic skin sold, and, and marketed it as workout gear. And now we get to see that in the gym. And just on the street, too, because people are tend to be wearing that on the street um, pretty often. Also, 90s. I'm seeing a lot of fucking women walking around in just straight up 90s while I'm outside, you know, of, hanging out of, of comedy clubs in the middle of the West Village. A chick will walk by and I'm like, that's that's straight up what women used to just like buy in secret and then reveal to their husbands when they were trying to spice it up in the bedroom. Now it's just 19 year old girls walking around in like salmon matte pink 90s but anyway second layers of skin at the gym and a chick wearing that walks into the gym it's the equivalent to taking a pre-workout you're gonna get you're gonna add at least five pounds to 10 pounds or at least another full rep or two to whatever workout you're doing when they're around because it's biology baby you get the blood pumping your want your the biology of the man is to do things that are gonna get the women to want to sit on our fucking third arm so that we can just let one go inside of them and create another human because that's what we were designed to do. We weren't really designed to do any of the shit that we're fucking doing. Are you kidding me? You were designed to see a woman and be like, oh shit, if that's a, that's a woman I find appealing, I got to do what I got to do to get her to let me inside, keep the species going. But now we need to do the exact opposite of that. There's too many fucking people. And this virus was probably mother nature being like, there's too many fucking people. And we got to, we got to, uh, you know, Stall overpopulation for a second. And so here's COVID. Even though it was man-made in the lab and got out because uh, Fauci green-lighted the whole thing under Trump's administration because Trump didn't give a fuck about anything. I'm not saying one president's better than the other. It's not a political podcast. Fucking hate Biden. Fucking, you know, guess I hate Trump. I fucking hate, and I just hate anybody in politics. There's not one. There's not one I like. Bernie, No. I don't, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Fuck anyone in politics. Um, unless you listen to this podcast and you're in politics, you're a good guy. Clearly, you got good taste. Um, so, yeah, went to the gym, had a real good workout. But this is this was the lead up. And I'm surprised I had a good workout because I fucked up beforehand. I You got to be weary of these nutrition trends because... Um, not all of them are, you know, real. And a lot of them are misleading, just like everything in life. You can't trust anything you fucking read, but I trusted something I read. And I think, uh, maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. But apparently, beet juice, mad good before you work out, he helps get oxygen to the blood. Helps dilate the blood vessels. Get a bigger pump. You can get, you know, more work done, more muscle stamina during your workout. It's supposed to be a good thing. So I went to a juice bar. Got a glass of juice. And I should have known something was up when I went to the lady and I said, let me just get a glass of just beet juice. And she said, that's it. And I said, yeah, just beet juice. And she said this. And then after she made it and handed it to me, she's like, this is a lot of beet juice. She said, drink it slowly. And I was like, all right, I'm, all right I guess. I didn't really listen to her because, you know, I don't really trust anybody and think I don't think anybody really looks out for anybody. But uh, I think she was looking out for me because I drank it. One, it fucking was disgusting. It was like drinking just like like if the earth could bleed and you just filled a cup up with that, that's what it tasted like. Blood from earth. And then uh, I sucked it down quick 
and then threw it out, got on the bike. I was like casually sipping it while I was, you know, you know, kind of riding the bike. Then I got to the base of the bridge, finished it, chucked the cup, started fucking uh, pedaling up the bridge. And um, stomach started bubbling, dude. Stomach started bubbling. And um, I got up, you know, the here's the thing about the Williamsburg Bridge. It's, it's a pretty challenging bridge. But going from Brooklyn to Manhattan is the route you want to go because on the Brooklyn side, it goes... It's a slant. It's a gradual, gradual fucking slant on the word up. And then it flattens out and it tapers off and it's a little flat ride. And then you kind of catch your breath. Your legs, um, you know, recover a little bit on that flat part. Then it goes back up. Then it goes back up and it goes back up. There's another little flat part. And then it's back up, back up, back up. Then you get that halfway point of the bridge and then it's all the way down for people who don't know how bridges work. But when you're coming from fucking Manhattan going to Brooklyn, which is the way I was going because... There's one specific gym in, in Brooklyn that I'm, uh, I really like, and it's, you know, conducive to calisthenics. So I'm going from Manhattan to Brooklyn, and this side is just no flat part, just fucking up, 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 and away we go. And um, my legs were pumping, and I also hadn't done it in a while, so probably, you know, part of that was I was just um, not in good enough shape to be doing it. Stomach started bubbling, had to pull over, and I puked all over the bridge. And the thing about beet juice is if you're an idiot and you don't know what beets look like, the red is shit. And I just explained that it was like drinking Earth's blood partially because, you know, it's fucking red. And it's thick and gooey, kind of like blood. And so uh, when I exp- what is it, uh, exp- expelled all this beet juice with the power of a fucking cracked open fire hydrant, it looked like I, you know, had all my organs were exploding. It looked like a fucking truck had just hit me. It's square in the abdomen, abdomen, uh, abdomen, and um, I was just puking blood up violently. And uh, that's what the people on the bridge seemed to think because people, um, one person asked me, one person said, is that blood? And I was so frazzled and fucking embarrassed. I just hopped on the bike and went on my merry way. So, uh, that was a brutal, a brutal fucking, uh, luckily I was, I was a little bit more than halfway up. So I had, uh, I had a little bit more to go before I got to the halfway point and then I could just cru- I could just cruise down it with fucking beet blood juice dripping down my beard and, um, a collection of people on the other side of the bridge wondering if they just watched a person on their way to die. So that's why you got to be careful with what you read and what you trust and these nutrition trends. I think, you know what, I think... I think what I did wrong or um, as I went back and looked because I was pretty upset with the way that the beet juice thing worked out. I, I, um, I don't think you're supposed to do pure beet juice liquid. Like you're supposed to, apparently there's things called beet juice crystals, which you put like a scoop in um, a lot of water and then you drink that and you don't suck down the equivalent of probably 20 juiced beets in under four minutes and then bike up a steep bridge. So you live and you learn, even at the age of 29. Um, yeah, so before we get into the rest of this thing, we got a couple new reviews on Apple iTunes. Um, if you haven't gone over there, man, please help me get over there. We are at 60 reviews now. I'm trying to get to 100. It would mean a lot to me. It would help me climb these rankings if we get to 100. And if you leave a review, you get shout out. I told you guys you get shout out. So here are the shout outs. 
Let me get to see y'all because there were a fucking few of you here this time. Yemen W, shout out to you. Awesome podcast. I like the way this Jake Gyllenhaal guy thinks getting in on the ground floor, baby. This fucking little slogan of getting in on the ground floor seems to be a thing that you guys enjoy saying. So I'm happy we got a little thing starting here. Maybe I'll make some fucking t-shirts that says get getting uh, that say get in getting in on the ground floor, and then it'll be like a, a like a little fucking you know a nice doodle of a you know a ground floor com- completely made. And uh, a uh, first floor, like partially built, because that's where we're at right now. And maybe there'll be like a ton of fucking, you know, maybe we'll do it like uh, there'll be, you know, the first floor, but the, the siding of the building will be all the names of people who have um, left reviews so far. And uh, if you buy a shirt, your name, you know, that'll be your name will be on there. Or I'll just put your name on it if you buy a shirt. How about that? I don't know. This is a this is a raw idea. We'll figure it out. But shout out to Yemen W, man. Appreciate the nice words. Shout out to Witness 2282. Funny fucking do oh, you know what? Oh wait. <laughs> Did I shout these guys out already? Did I get less reviews than I thought? Um hold on, let me see. I'm gonna say twenty four. No, I don't think so. Shout out to Witness 2282. Funny fucking dude. Appreciate you, Witness 2282. Ed Eduardo, spelt wildly. E-double-D-G-U-A-R-D-double-O. Hilarious and relatable. Um, I'm not going to read the, I'm not reading these full reviews because they're a little bit self-indulgent, but I read the first one because I enjoyed the getting in on the ground floor portion of it and I wanted you guys to hear it. Shout out to you guys, man. I appreciate the fucking hell out of you and I shall shout out the Patreon members right now. Because um, we got a couple new ones in there. Go on over there, please, man. Patreon.com slash NickAlexComedy. I feel like I'm releasing these to nobody, really. Because, I mean, not nobody because there's people there. But it needs to be a bigger thing, man. And I need to make more money on this thing. So shout out to John Odgren. Shout out to Romeo Romeo Baraja. Shout out to Mike T. Kai, Melissa Pryor, Rebecca Lyon, Jamie143, Sebastian Morland, Chris McFerty, Steve Bessemer, and Trevor Vakris. Uh, yeah. So... I saw this thing that made me extremely fucking happy the other day. I, It's almost too funny to be real. I hope it's real, and I'm not going to look into it because I don't want to know if it's real. I just want to believe that it is real because that's, you know, your reality is what you make it, dude. And if you just want something to be real, you can just make it real. And that's pretty uh, um, an immature and dangerous thing to do, but that's what I'm doing for this because it's this, this is an innocent thing to do. You can do it in a much more harmful manner, but I'm not, I'm not this one's not harmful. Um, a quote from Iverson dropped. Allen Iverson. Do you guys know Allen Iverson? This guy, he was he, you know, a former NBA basketball player, fucking Hall of Famer, one of the best point guards of all time, played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Then he went on and played for a couple of the teams, you know, as his career was dwindling away. But he always played for the Sixers, and I idolized the shit out of this dude growing up, man. And I'm if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm gonna throw up a picture of myself at the end of this little clip. Um and you can see how aggressively I fucking like this dude. But uh, some some teammate or an ex-teammate of his, obviously, none of them play in the NBA anymore, uh, dropped a statement about talking about how he, Iverson, would routinely drop 40 grand every time he went to the strip club or some shit. And Iverson came out denying a claim. And this is, this is the quote. Allen Iverson denies a claim made by former teammate that he occasionally spent $40,000 at a strip club when he was a 76er. Here's the quote 
from Iverson. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the funniest quote that's ever been made by an athlete ever. First of all, it was like 9,000 at most. There were never any strippers at the TGA Fridays on City Lane, says Iverson, unless I brought them. Sometimes I brought a bunch, and I supposed in those cases, yes, the bill could get up to 40k because they didn't have the endless appetizers thing back then. That is the funniest, unintentionally funny thing that's ever been said. He's denying that he ever spent 40 grand and then admits 30 seconds later that he didn't spend, did spend 40 grand, but it's not his fault. It's the fault of TGA TGI Fridays because the endless apps didn't exist back then. And uh, I'm proud of myself, man. I am glad that as a child, without even understanding truly how dope this dude was, I idolized him. And here's a picture to prove it. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. Oh my God, what a fucking... It's almost like, could I be called a wigger? I'm not even sure because really, I wasn't a white kid trying to be black. I was a white kid just trying to be a specific person who happened to be black. I don't know if that would qualify as wigger. Would it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Wigger is just if you're trying to be any black person. But it was really more about his basketball play. That's, you know, and uh, the heart. And he was a smaller dude. That's why I loved him. I was a fucking tiny little guy who was playing basketball. who was obsessed with it. And he was a, a small dude for NBA standards. I mean, the guy was still over six foot. Um, but he was this a skin frame, a slender frame as well. And uh, I couldn't get enough of him. And uh, this was, so I wore a fucking headband and a shooter sleeve every day in my life. And... Uh, you know, I caught some flack for it, but I was in fifth grade. Go, what, are you going to make fun of me? I don't, yeah, I mean, you did, but I don't give a shit. It's too stupid to fucking understand why I was being made fun of. I was like, this dude's cool as shit. Let me be just like him. That's cool. Not going to be bothered by you you making remarks. I don't think people made remarks. People weren't fucking... Nobody was like smart enough to roast me in fourth grade for wearing a shooter sleeve and a headband. I'm sure people were just like... Kids were like genuinely curious because that's the nature of a child. And they would be like... This is a classroom. It's air conditioned. It's climate controlled. Fuck, you got a headband on for, man. This is for when you sweat. That's why it's called a sweatband. But, um, yeah, I did it. And I did it for a long time. And then uh, I finally got a fucking hold of myself. And I grew out of it. But, man, am I proud of myself for fucking idolizing this guy without even knowing. Just had, I had an innate sense for who the fucking dope, the truly sick, cool people were. That's amazing. Oh, let me get a sip of water here. Mm. Oh, I'm a big room temperature water guy. Cold water is more refreshing. I get it, but I don't really trust cold water unless it's my own cold water. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't trust cold water because the cold masks what the water truly is. It's a it's a disguise. If you're getting, if you have really cold tap water, it tastes like great fucking water. But then if you're at a restaurant and they give you that, that real cold tap water, it's filled with ice. Good initially. Then if you, if you let that ice melt and you let that, that fucking water hit room temperature, it's like you it's like you put your fuck up, put a fucking straw in a pool. It's disgusting. It comes out chlorinated and gross. I'm hypersensitive to tap water. I don't know why. My girl doesn't seem to um, be bothered by it. I think if you drink tap water, you're, you're a little bit of a lesser person. How do you drink that? How do you tolerate that? Why are your senses so numb to shit that's disgusting? Tap water is awful. Also, do you not, are you just, you just trust the government and the city that you live in? 
It's been proven that they put fucking fluoride and all this other shit. They put chemicals in it to clean it to make sure you don't get fucking AIDS and diarrhea and parasites when you're drinking it. So that's one thing. Also, they put fluoride in it to dumb you down because they want to dumb you down because it's easier to run a country full of dumb people and get them to do whatever the fuck you want them to do. Like take a vaccine. I'm kidding. I took it and I don't even drink fucking tap water. So imagine how stupid I'd be if I did. And that's why I got the Berkey filter. Everybody go to Berkey.com. Use code Nick Alex comedy. I'm kidding. I wish I had them as a fucking sponsor. That'd be great. It's a hell of a filter though. I have it. You should get it. It's the only one that really, really works. Um, but yeah, cold mask, the, the, uh, the taste of even the fucking worst water of all time. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like beards for water, you know, or bangs for water. It can't be trusted. It's hiding something. You know what I'm saying? Bangs and beards are funny. It's just, they're similar things. I think bangs are just beards for women and beards are bangs for men. It's just, you know, one, it's some, somebody's hide something that they're a little bit insecure about. If a dude, if a chick with bangs and a dude with a beard got together, fuck, they would have a kid with a head the shape of a uh, upside down raindrop. Just a big old fucking five head and a chinless little guy. That's what it looked like. The upside down raindrop. I'll poke fun at myself, man. You think I won't? I got a beard. And I probably, you know, I'm not even, here's the thing. I've had this, I definitely didn't have when I was younger, the strongest chin of all time. And I'll admit that. And I, I got, um, exorbitantly better looking the moment I was able to grow a beard, which was at the age of like 23. I realized I could get, I could let that shit start coming in. Um, but it's been so, I legitimately, I haven't clean shaven since I was probably 23. And what age am I? You know, don't have to say it. Um, and, and, and I buzzed maybe pretty shortly one other time at the age of like 25. Other than that, haven't seen my chin in almost a decade. I mean, not really a decade, half a decade. Um, so I don't really know. Maybe my chin's gotten stronger over time. I'm a pretty, uh, you know, lean chiseled guy. Maybe the chin, chin structure is showing. I've been chewing. I've chewed a lot more things in my life. I had a lot more meals since the time I was 24. So maybe, maybe the, uh, Jawbone got stronger and a little bigger, more defined. I don't know. Or it could be a soft little chin that it was back in the day. And uh, most guys, most guys have a, a soft chin under their beard. Not going to lie to you. Also, there's nothing worse. Is there anything? If you're a, here, here, here's a little bit of advice. Here's the male advice portion of the show because I know you guys love it. I feel like this is a, a, a little bit of a trend that's been going on in these podcasts lately. I'll drop a little bit of nugget of information to improve your life as a man or, uh, you know, a woman who identifies as a man, which is still just a man. So I didn't need to point that out. If you have a beard, a fucking shitty one, a good one, whatever you're doing, if it's long, short, in between, dude, and you're fucking lining it up out here. First of all, don't line it up too much. You don't want to look like a, you don't want to be edged up too good, man. You want to look like you care, but don't care that much. That's key. I have friends who I think I've said this before, where everything, the hairline into the beard underneath is lined up so fucking well, it looks like you, their, you, their face should be pulled off and used as a puzzle. You know, like there's other pieces meant to fit into the super tight corners that are all the hairlines. But this is the thing. This is what drives me nuts, even more so than the puzzle piece head dudes, is when you're lying, I'm really, as I'm talking out, out of the fucking microphone like a moron right now. Come down here. But when you're doing this part, you go, you go a finger or two over the trachea, over the Adam's apple, 
okay? And that's where you buzz the neck up to. You don't fucking line the shit up along your jaw. You see the dudes who, go, who, who are like this? Here, I'll, I'll turn this way. Who come like this, and then all this is gone, and the whole bottom portion of their chin is exposed, and their neck? You look like an idiot. You're not improving your jawline at all. You're just accentuating your fucking second chin that has no hair on it. You just drew a fucking line. Don't come like this and then across like this and line it up to your actual jawline. The whole point is the fucking beard is your new jaw and it's going to be a stronger one. Okay? Don't line it up here. Don't line it up on the chin. You want the bottom of your chin to be covered in hair and a little bit of your neck. And then let that, sh- and then, you know, and, and that's the tip. And, and, you, and you're welcome because people are looking at you. You look like an idiot if you're doing that. I hope you fucking make it correct. And if you need a new buzzer to do it, go to manscaped.com. Use code. That's a shame for 20% off plus free shipping. I know I haven't been, you know, I forgot to, t- I, I haven't been doing that advertisement for a while because I'm not really seeing any money from it. But, you know, there's a lot more listeners now since the last time I did that. Um, and the code still works. So I'll just hook you guys up without even being paid for it or what, you know, whatever. Enjoy, enjoy your fucking borderline free, uh, buzzer manscape.com. Use the code. That's a shame for 20% off plus free shooping. So yeah, man, I was chilling. I stayed out pretty late this past Friday and I had a couple of drinks and um, I was sitting outside with a couple of friends and then they happened to leave to go to the bathroom. So I was outside alone, left to my own devices. And I started taking in, started taking in what was going on, what I was watching, witnessing, observing, if you will. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm surprised there's not, there's crimes against women a good amount. I'm surprised there's not more if I'm being completely honest with you. Not saying there should be more. Don't get upset. I'm just surprised that there's not because, what's a popular phrase of this podcast? Everybody's trash. Everybody's trash. Nobody's really a good person. I'm surprised that there are more crimes against women because I was sitting there just watching. And what is, I mean, this is what a huge portion of life is, is just, it's not just women, but women are far more susceptible to having shit done to them because, you know, the other species is men and we're fucking insane. But the fact that every Friday and Saturday on a fucking schedule, almost every woman in the world voluntarily goes out and just decides to drink poison. They just decide to drink poison until the, the a point where they're fucking poisoned and they can't function like they're not not poisoned where I just need to like they're not poisoned. I don't know why I did two fucking knots there. And uh, and then they just wander off in the streets of a major metropolis, surrounded by other guys, surrounded by guys who have also drank poison. And I'm just surprised that more horrific shit isn't being done. I'm surprised you don't, you're just not, every time you're out on a Friday and Saturday, you don't just see women getting abducted. Because, I mean, drinking alcohol makes you fucking wild. Drinking alcohol. I mean, has a guy has a guy in his in his early twenties that belonged, you know, that was in college, ever gotten drunk with a friend and not tried to pick him up? It's the most common thing of all time. 
drunk 20 year olds drunk drunk 20 year old dudes picking up other drunk 20 year old dudes go together like fucking macaroni and cheese it's 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 inseparable it's unavoidable it's undeniable and it's just so fun when you're like not really drunk and just observing really drunk people i mean this fucking i was sitting because the comedy club i work at is at the you know, like a lot of everything in the fucking city is the ground floor of an apartment building. There was this heavy set Asian lady, I'll say. I'm not, I don't, I shouldn't even call her a lady. She was fucking 20, maybe. She's a girl. And big, big, just melons. Big old, just fucking dense, durable tits. Hanging. Hanging on for dear life. And what she's doing is I can see her coming down the stairs of the building of the through the door, which is a glass door of the building of the comedy club that that leads up to the apartment portion of the building. And she's just bouncing up and down, coming down the stairs. And she almost fell on the last fucking step. She stumbled, got to the door, opened the door. And then as she picked herself up, fucking tit was hanging out. So saw a hefty, thick Asian girl's tit. And um, it's because she was drinking poison all night. And it's pretty wild. It's pretty fucking wild that just every Friday and Saturday, every 108-pound blonde woman who couldn't defend herself for shit is like, I'm going to drink poison till the point where I feel the poison and I can no longer behave in a manner in which I'm not poisoned. It's wild. The shit, um, the humanity is fucking insane. Humanity is insane. I also experienced for the first time this weekend racism. Can you believe that as a straight white guy? I had it given to me, guys. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm upset about it. I mean, you know, I've never been racist, like truly racist in my life. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't in on slavery or, slavery or any other thing. So, you know, what this chick was saying to me, I, I didn't, you know, I went along with it because I'm not going to fucking correct a chick who I believe is probably Persian, I want to say. Who was just going off. I'll give you guys a story. She was upset at a white dude who um, she says exercised some bullshit white privilege. Apparently he runs a show. He was supposed to host the show. Uh, he runs a show with her. He was supposed to host a show. He hit her up to see if she could host. She said no because she had another show to get to. And when you host the show, you need to be there for the duration of the show. Because you got to go up in between every fucking comic. So she couldn't do it. He said he couldn't do it because, uh, I don't know, I forget why. And so the show got canceled and she was fucking heated about that. And it was, you know, a white dude who did that. So she she was mad at um, all white people because that one white person did that. Then she was also mad because she said that she was with a group of white women. She was with a friend who was with a group of white women. And she kept referring to the white women as white women. And the, one of the white women was like, why do you keep referring to us as white women? And then she was pissed that that girl said that because that implied that that girl took offense to the phrase white woman. And she's like, what? since when is the phrase white woman a racial slur? Which, you know, is jumping to the extreme of her asking that question. I think, I don't know, wasn't there. I could be jumping to the extreme. Um, so then she proceeded to just for, I'd say, uh, nine and a half minutes, tell me um, who, me along with, a friend of mine who's black. So it was really more to him while I was there. And she kept occasionally looking at me and, be, and being like, well, not uh, except for you, which was just bullshit because I barely even know this chick. But she was just saying that she hates uh, she hates all white people. She's never liked white people. She wants to beat one up to get all of her anger out 
towards white people and that every white person is a piece of shit. And uh, she asked me, she saw my wedding ring on my finger and she asked if my white, my wife was white. And um, I almost didn't, I almost lied because that's how uh, aggressive this chick was being about hating white people. And I, and I wanted her to just like not want to find my wife and kill her. But I told her, I said, yeah, my wife's white. Uh, she was, she's Italian though. And she goes, when, and she got pissed that I kind of insinuated that, you know, maybe Italians weren't white, even though we're fully white, but at a point in fucking time here in America, they were treated like shit. That's why I kind of, you know, threw that out there, but she didn't care for that. And, uh, she just kept saying how she wanted to beat up white, white people. And then, um, you know, and then she walked away and that was, uh, it was pretty, pretty weird, pretty wild, pretty eye opening. I don't really, I, I wasn't really mad about it or angry. It's, uh, you know, clearly some, she's been through some things in her life that I probably can't even imagine, um, or, uh, comprehend or, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she hasn't been through anything and she's just an asshole. Um, but I will say this, it's, it, it's pretty, it was, and it was interesting to see because racists do exist in the world and, uh, white people are fucking racist and, um, other, you know, Persian people apparently are racist because whether or not, you know, white people have, you know, a couple of white people really did wrong her to just hate all, you know, say you hate all white people for 25 minutes. It's a pretty, you know, racist thing to do. I didn't give a shit about it, but it opened my eyes to fucking how dumb. I mean, I've always known this, but it's wild to just be just to be within yourself down to generalize that broadly, to just know for certain in your heart that every person of a specific race is a piece of shit and you would happily beat any one of them up because they surely deserve it because of their color, their skin was just a fucking wild thing to witness. I've never really seen that in person because why? I'm a white dude and I, you know, and I live a privileged life. I'll admit it. And, uh, but for that moment in time, I guess I was a little bit of a minority and I saw it and it's pretty, uh, pretty dark and twisted how people can just generalize like that and feel that way about an entire race of people. And, uh, it's sad and humanity is, is a dark thing. And, uh, I don't know why I'm getting real deep and, and, you know, real on this podcast, but you know what? You talk about racism, it exists, and that's a fucking shame, dude. Hopefully it goes away one day. Probably not. You know, we got like six years left on this planet, and I don't think uh, before it implodes, and I don't think racism will be a, a thing of the past by then. Um, you know, look, I, I've had bad interactions with certain races of people. I've had horrible interactions with Hasidic Jews, and I don't know, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a few Hasidic Jews came to a show the other day, and I was hosting that show, actually, and they came in late, and they sat down, and I asked if they were coming from a tr uh, Christian church youth group trip and that uh that was fun to do but i didn't uh you know just hate them because they had the twirly things and yarmulkes on even though i've had a handful of horrible interactions with hasidic jews i told you i guess tell you a story i wrote i when i rented that the apartment in south williamsburg the the building was owned by hasidic jews and me and my buddy were pumped to rent it it's a solid two bedroom my room was the size of a fucking you know postage stamp but there was a, a closet that had a washer dryer in it and I'm big on having a washer dryer. And so the guy was like, yeah, you got a washer dryer in here when he was showing us the apartment. And I was like, um, also this place is pretty filthy. Is, are you going to clean it and like, uh, you know, make it, you know, livable for us? And he said, yeah, absolutely. It'll be cleaned. It'll be freshly painted. Um, and it'll, it'll be a beautiful thing by December 1st, which was our move-in date. We showed up on December 1st, not cleaned, not painted. 
opened up the closet, washer, dryer, gone. I couldn't fucking believe it. And then to make things worse, there was no running water. So we moved into this apartment. The Our favorite part of the apartment was gone. They might as well have just lied to us and been like, oh, actually, the Jewish people who live here are going to continue to live here. That is, that's how traumatizing and um, misled I felt I was when I opened that closet door until there was no washer dryer. And the water wasn't running and we were trying to figure it out. And we called, I called, you know, the guy who's supposed to be the super there who he came up and he couldn't fucking figure it out. And he left. And then I eventually figured it out like hours later. It was a simple fix. I had to, you know, go into a sink and turn the water on. And then I turned the water on and it was like, great, the fucking water's running. And um, what we didn't realize is they turned the water off because they left the hose that was connected to the washer dryer, connected to the water thing, but not connected to anything else on the end. So I just had a hose with water running directly onto the floor of the, the living room, and I flooded the living room. Um, So it was a fun, nice, easy moving. No problems there. And yeah, maybe I would have liked to beat up that Hasidic Jew who showed me that fucking apartment, but not because he was a fucking HJ, because he was a specific dude who made me flood the fucking uh, living room and left me with a filthy, a filthy, unclean, unpa- unpainted... Um non-amenity having apartment and so yeah man you gotta fucking you gotta compartmentalize your hate for the the specific person that fucked you Mm, room temperature water wouldn't that be funny wouldn't that be great if like if cold could mask the shittiness of other things other than fucking beverages like if it helped the personalities of people I can't wait for winter Becca's a bitch in the summer but when she gets fucking cold she comes off like a nice person even though on the inside she's a fucking actually that'd be a nightmare that'd be a nightmare that'd be like having your ice cold water get warm and you discover you've been drinking fucking a toxic you've been drinking toxic waste for your entire fucking meal never mind i take it back i wouldn't want that to happen unless you could just live in a cold place all the time and then everything everything seems to be that way and if it's like that all the time then that's the way it is right because reality can be whatever you want it to be. What is that? Is that an Avengers line? Good movie. First time I cried in front of my girl was when uh, a certain character died. I don't, I don't want to be the guy who spoils shit. But I mean, if you haven't seen it, you should see it by now. A certain character died in that in that movie. And I cried. That was the first time my girl saw me cry. And she thought I was a psycho. Because uh, there were other moments in our relationship where I should have cried. And I didn't. And then, uh, you know, a mythological superhero died. And I fucking couldn't hold it back. Couldn't choke it back. Almost cried. Almost cried during... Um, what is that? Shape of Water movie. That was one of the first movies we watched together and I fucking choked shit back during that movie. But I was able to do it. But when the, when the fucking, when the superhero died, mmm, waterworks. Waterworks. Oh, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. I don't think I talked about it or haven't talked about it. It's been, um, it's been really bothering me. Because I've been searching. I've been searching for the perfect pair of pants lately. And uh, because my pants have been, been worn out, they're shitty quality, yada, yada, yada. Um, what the fuck is going on with the departments, these department stores, these brands and all this shit, where the inseam length for men's pants, there's only, there's one fucking length in every store I go to. Every inseam length is, is like 34 inches long. Okay, what, a 28, 34? Who... Is that being made for? A fucking telephone pole? Why? Why are department stores assuming that I am down to cuff my pants 110 times so that they're not dragging on the phone? I'm a fucking 29 waist, man. 
I don't need, why? Why is it, it should be 28, 29, 30, 28, 29, 29s, 28s, whatever. Give me a fucking reasonable length for the waist. Why are we assuming everybody's a fucking, a Tim Burton character? I'm supposed to buy into all this fucking inclusivity bullshit? I'll tell you what, I'll believe that there's 52, 52 fucking genders on this planet the day that I can walk in to a department store and they believe that there's more than one fucking leg length dude walking around this entire planet. Okay? That's when I'll fucking believe. That is bullshit. The inclusivity movement is fucking a lie. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. I just can't even wrap my fucking heads around there not being an option for me to walk out of a store with pants without having to take them to a goddamn tailor. Change it. What are you trying to save? What are you trying to save on? Why don't I deserve a pair of pants that fit properly in the length? You're saving on materials? If anything, you're saving less on materials because you're making more pants than need to be made. Stop the yarn three more inches short. Save yourself on material costs. Um, Christ. Oh shit, I'm just seeing this now that Chris D'Elia returned to stand-up stage with surprise performance a year after misconduct allegations. I didn't know if he was going to do stand-up again. Wow, it's good to see him get back on the stage. Um, I don't think anything's been, you know, proved. He admitted to cheating on his fucking wife, which was horrible, but all this underage bullshit didn't seem to come to fruition. So, I mean, the man should probably be allowed to do stand-up. Um... The Laugh Factory's Laugh-A-Rama line for the 9.30 p.m. show on August 21st promised popular comics like Eric Griffin, B.T. Kingsley, blah, 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 blah. The night kicked off with a quick warm-up set followed by a special announcement that next to the stage was a surprise guest comedian, Chris D'Elia. The crowd had a positive response, says a source who took to the show, uh, who took in the show. There was definitely no booing, that's for sure. I was expecting backlash or negative energy, but every, but really everyone seemed happy. He was there and happy to enjoy the show. Dalia proceeded to deliver a 20-minute stand-up set in what marked the comedian's return to the stage since facing a wave of allegations last summer of sexual improprieties and engaging in lewd conversations with women, some of whom were underage at the time. Dalia, who parted ways with the CIA and was replaced in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Um, Okay, I don't need to read the rest of this. That's good to know, man. Wow. Back doing stand-up. I wonder how it went. I'm sure he fucking killed I uh, I haven't seen anyone kill harder live in a in a club room, in a small club. I've never seen anybody kill harder than uh, Chris D'Elia. So if uh, that's good news, if you're a Chris D'Elia fan and don't hate him for what he did, uh, maybe you'll catch him do a set. Highly recommend going going to see him. Um, but you should probably go see me before you do that because uh, that guy's got enough fucking money and enough fans. If you're a big fan of his, actually, why don't you fucking DM him for me and uh, tell him that he should use me as an opener because I could use some feature gigs. I don't hate the guy. Won't, not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you. Um, he's a fucking killer, man. And I love killer comics. Especially successful ones because that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, you want to talk about a ground floor and a fucking half-built first floor? That, that guy's got a fucking... Guy's got a fucking skyscraper built with the most advanced technology inside of each floor. Crazy. Good for him, man. 
back doing stand-up. Uh, he's probably got a ton of great material about being a dad, which will be interesting to see. Same as uh, Tom Segura. Tom Segura is on a fucking killer, like borderline arena tour right now. That guy's got a huge fan base. Um, and he's got a ton of good jokes about his kids now. I saw him on the show that I was on with him at uh, Supernova. Fucking phenomenal. But anyway... I'll let that be. That's it for episode number 45. I appreciate you guys. Love you with all my heart. Thank you for tuning in every week. Um, tell your friends. Spread the word. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com uh, slash NickAlexComedy. Also, drop a rating and a review or just a rating if you don't want to leave the review. But if you leave the review, you get a shout out. That's it. Stay safe. Bye, everybody. Bye.